God damn it. Weird World. Weird World Podcast. Weird World. Weird World. I can't freaking say. So I'm going to say that. That's Weird World. Weird World. Weird World. That's Joe. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about safety. Oh. I want to be a science teacher. <laughs> uh, and we'll have to put a picture of Aaron's bang on our Oh, shit. There you have it. Hey there, loyal listeners. Welcome to another episode of Weird World. I do this now just to piss off my family by saying something. Hey, I'm the intro. <laughs> you're admitting you're lame i am i'm dean i'm emma i'm jack and i'm carrie and hello it's a little mickey mouse clubish there and i see k-e-y very basic names yeah we do yeah you're welcome this is not ryan jesus why are you attacking ryan i don't know ryan, ryan is damn, just one of those cousin names. ryan so? Yeah, I know. Jesus Ryan is a 50-50 name. Either they're cool or they're just the worst. worst. There's no in between. There's zero in between. This has gone sideways. <laughs> it's okay. The only good Ryan, like like solid Ryan no, I've wasn't. ever met was Mr. Ryan. Next. How about Mr. Ryan Reynolds? Ryan. I met him. Ryan Gosling. He deserves the world. How about our our friend Ryan who lives down the street? He's making that good. Well, I'm not going to say last names. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. You're talking about. Why are we still talking about Ryan? <laughs> okay, Next. just go on. Move okay, on. so today Carrie is going to present us with a very topical yes. sort of a topical somebody. Topic Emma, story. this was going to be your name. Martha. Martha. Oh, fuck. This is the story of a kidnapping. When was Martha going to be my name? Aren't you glad what? we didn't name you Martha? Yeah, I'm joking. Was, okay. I was like, well. shit. Well, okay, let's be real. Uh, we averted crisis with my name. It could have been <laughs> yeah. so bad, yeah. you guys. Tell the listeners what you're going to name Jack, yeah. guys. And the abuse. John. And Todd Amadeus. Amadeus. Uh, <laughs> it was not really going to happen. That was just a... Uh, it was just talk. Yeah, it was just talk. Thank God. Because that was really Rachel. Ugh. But she turned out to be a girl. That would be weirder. How am I going to go on about... Okay, just... Okay. So, this is a story about a kidnapping... And Watergate, and it's pretty, which is pretty freaking weird since it's kind of been forgotten by history, and it only happened mm-hmm. about thirty some years ago. And what has spurred on this topic mm-hmm. is another podcast that we're big fans of called Slow Burn. Ooh, shout out by mm-hmm. Slate, and it's a six six eight part um, <laughs> podcast about. Watergate. Water. So this is a little. Uh, this is a little story from Watergate that has been forgotten and is quite strange when you realize who the people involved are. So, Carrie, take it away. Please. And please. I have entitled it. Or you want to talk about the name Ryan, which I stole no. from somebody else who put this in their article, "The Mouth of the South," because that's what she was called. Her name was Martha Beale. She was born September 2nd, 1917 in Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Hence, Mouth of the South. Sure. Her father, George, was a cotton broker. <laughs> Everybody in Pine Bluff had a, like a big mouth. It's yeah. like a genetic disorder. or Well, she did. <laughs> father, George, was a cotton broker. Her mother, Ari, was a speech and drama teacher at like the local high school or whatever. In high school... Martha was friendly, outgoing, and extremely talkative. <laughs> Alrighty. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> Don't. Just move forward. Okay. She went to college, or she started out at some other college, I don't know where, somewhere in the South, and then ended up transferring, and she got her bachelor's in history from the University of Miami. Oh, great. Wow. <laughs> Is it the Miami in Florida? Yes. Okay. Then, after she graduated, she moved back to Alabama, or not back to Alabama, she moved to Alabama and became a school teacher in Mobile. She did this for one year and then decided it was not for her to be a teacher. So then she went back to Pine Bluff, Arkansas. And no, no, <laughs> never do that again. I liked it. Arkansas. You kind of have to say that. Yeah. Oh, Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Look what I didn't do. 1945. No. Ooh, great year. Hired as a secretary at the Pine Bluff Arsenal. And six weeks later, she was transferred to Washington, D.C. with her boss, Brigadier General A.M. Prentice. In D.C., <laughs> she met and married a young man named Clyde Jennings Jr. He was a young Army officer. He was discharged, and they moved to Rye, New York. Why did they, were they married? Yes. Okay, that's important. <laughs> they met. She met and married. <laughs> oh, I forgot. It's catching up. What did she see? <laughs> I honestly, I got about every other word. I was just in my own world. You still think about pork chops? A this, little bit, maybe. This is how she ended up in New York, and they had a, a little boy named Clyde J. Jennings. They got divorced. Was it her husband's name? Yeah. It was. So it was a junior. It wasn't a junior because he must have had a. Her husband was a junior. He a wasn't third. a third. No, he must have had a different middle name. And why would? Okay. She asked the question. Okay. I'm curious. Boy, Dean. Was... Keep your snotty comments in your own snotty head. <laughs> Ooh, it's oh, it's snot. shit. I snotty in that sentence. Damn. No recovery. No. Okay. Martha and Clyde got a divorce on August 1st, 1957. On December 30th, 1957. She was dead. She married John Mitchell. Oh. Uh, I think there was something going on before the divorce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe or, or she, she just moves fast. Yeah, she's just real efficient. It's the 50s. She's like, hey, she's fast for the 50s. Not getting I got younger. my pool skirt. Guy's gonna look at me. I'm gonna be down. Arkansas. Uh, <laughs> John, this is in New York. Yeah, John Mitchell was an attorney in New York City, and uh, then John and Martha had a daughter. Guess what they named her? Uh, Clyde. Wait, wait, don't tell us. Clyde. What did you say? Clyde. <laughs> uh, Br- uh, Brianna. Brooke. Martha. Damn it. Fucking what? And an article I read said they named her Martha Jr. Martha, whatever the middle name was. You know what? Why not? I'm going to name her. I know. It is weird. You never hear of women being juniors. I think you should. I think it should be more often. But they didn't call her. But they didn't call her Martha. They called her Marty. (laughs) Coincidentally, or not so coincidentally, John Mitchell and Richard M. Nixon became law partners in New York City. Nixon was in New York, huh? For those who know, Richard Nixon was the former president. Oh, they'll we'll hear more about that eventually. I guess after he left California, he wanted to make money. So he went to New York and New York City. Just became a lawyer. Well, he already was a lawyer. Right? Because he was back back running for Congress in Whittier, California by nineteen forty eight, I believe. So well, it was in the 50s or 60s that he was in the law partnership. Oh, oh, oh. so that's this is the 60s? Yeah. Well, they oh, got okay. married in 57, so. Okay. 
Yeah, so he had been vice president and run and lost for governorship of California in 1962 to Pat Brown. So he went back to New York to be to, to make money. To okay. make some money, yeah. Why are presidents always lawyers? Because not always. They are a lot. It's a good background. Yeah. Okay, for becoming a legislator because a lot of times that's what they do before they become president. You need to know laws to be in the government. Mm-hmm. So that's how John Mitchell and Richard Nixon knew each other. And then John Mitchell managed Nixon's successful presidential campaign in 1968. Okay. And then after Nixon became president, he appointed John Mitchell, Martha's hubby, attorney general. Never. No hubby. Husband. I just like that word. So he was a uh, another in a long line of woefully unqualified attorney generals. Yes. Sorry, but court, what kind of law do they practice in New York City? I don't know. It didn't say. It's just not what attorney generals would be. Yeah, I concur. So, so you know, he started being attorney general in 1969, and you know, of course, at first nobody knew who old Martha was. Mm-hmm. She gonna change that mm-hmm. by November. Uh, 1969. 1969, on November 21st, to be exact, Martha gave an interview on the CBS Morning News. Her husband had been in the job for less than a year, and before that time, she really hadn't attracted that much attention, but this TV appearance changed all that. She was very vocal and outspoken about her opinions. Oh my God, a nip slip, <laughs> Janet Jackson who? <laughs> She uh, spoke out against Vietnam War protesters. Whoa. Oh, fuck oh you. protesters. Okay, that's that explains. I thought you said spoke out, spoke out against the Vietnam War. Nixon's attorney oh. general's wife. Yeah, yeah. hell no. You ought to know better than that. Mm. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I don't know, <laughs> Alanis. <laughs> what? She called them. That might be a little high. First of all, chop and Alex. I wish. Yeah, I don't Random know. Alanis Morissette. She okay, them, really? She called them liberal communists. that seems a little uh, and then this is a quote as my husband said many times some of the liberals in this country he liked to exchange them for the Russian communists I just like that you don't gotta street this one it's okay I think you should do you have like a southern but also somewhat Czech and Austrian accent she's got a great accent I kind of like her why? Arthur, I don't know. Despite Keep the fact going. She was a hated liberal communist. Mm-hmm. Well, we are hardcore liberal communists. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> I still kind of like yeah. her. I know. Um, yeah. So after this interview, at first, the Nixon administration officials were like super worried. They thought, you know, that the fallout was going to be bad against them because obviously she was the attorney general's wife. But what was she saying that was would make them so worried in that? Just because she was so outspoken and so... Inflammatory? It, it just, yeah, just says whatever, you know, okay. she thinks. Was it controllable? They need a step for her. She step was definitely her. not controllable. She taught, yeah, well, one other thing that she criticized was um, Nixon's Supreme Court nominations. Uh, Whoa. Oh, shit. That's yeah. controversial. She didn't like the fact they were all men. Oh. Okay. Wow. She wanted a no, woman no. in there. Mm-hmm. She also criticized hula hoops, ironically. <laughs> oh, how dare you? I want a contest. I'm against Martha even more now. <laughs> you know that's not true. It's possible I made that up. I don't possible. care. I'm going with the narrative. <laughs> <laughs> she was also against school busing, of course. What? How that's dare you? That's such a weird thing to do. Well, no, it's hugely controversial. Not, not, not school buses just taking kids to school. <laughs> <laughs> Let him walk, she said. <laughs> what is it? They're not very... To, to integrate schools racially. 
Yeah, they would so bus. they were busing black kids yeah. into white schools, and it was a incredible. It was a big reason why a lot of the urban areas were whitefied in that era. They moved to the suburbs, like Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. They all moved to Orange County and places like yes, that. And, it had um, negative, unintended consequences. As a consequence, now schools are pretty much more deseg or more segregated than they used to be. Yeah. Anyhow. The Nixon peeps didn't really need to be that worried because letters started pouring into the White House supporting Martha. Mm-hmm. People loved her. So at this time, she was 51-year-old Southern Belle. That's probably why I like her. Southern Belle at 51? my age. Okay. A 51-year-old Southern Belle. That's probably why I she, like her. This you is, look going full This south. is almost like <laughs> you're describing me. Loud clothes. Oh, my God. <laughs> big hair. What? <laughs> Oh. Okay, <laughs> listener, this is not. She was she was frumpy sweaters. She does have a frumpy bitch. Oh, you know, frumpy. She wears stylish sweaters. She she has a collection of sweaters, but they're lovely colors. She, has, she has boots. Okay, she's like, you want to know the temperature where we live? <laughs> well, tonight it actually that's why is, I wear sweaters. Um, oh, got it, got it. Oh, well, yeah, that's good. But I want to oh, call any of them loud. Blue. It's fifty-seven degrees out, and it's okay. raining. Carrie also has slightly blue hair. Slightly. It's just blue. It's Slightly blue. bluish greenish. Yeah, that's not big I mean, hair, colored hair, same thing. Cat eye sunglasses. Never never worn them. I'll post some pictures of Martha. Next to you. Is on, you separated from Martha? <laughs> <laughs> on Facebook. Twins question mark. There are several pictures of her with her mouth wide open, really? cat eye sunglasses. Okay, that's her that's teased Aaron. hair. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's yeah, they are very Aaron like. And Rachel. Yeah. Rachel went through her. Open your mouth as wide as you can when you see a camera face. Yeah, she was weird. <laughs> so, although she criticized Nixon's Supreme Court nominations, she loved Richard Nixon. Wow. She thought he was one of the funniest and sexiest men in America. Oh, yeah. Marsha. <laughs> you made it weird. And Richard Nixon. Yes. Not sexy. She has poor taste. Sexy presidents, JFK and Obama. Nixon looked like a pod person that didn't fully yeah. form from out of the pod. And, um, I don't know about that. He looked weird. He always looked like his nothing fit him. He had a five o'clock shadow. Uh, he was, you know, just kind of nerdy looking, but douchey nerd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's Martin Shkreli. Like the middle management in an advertising agency that never really got to where he wanted to go. That was that's what Mitch Richard Nixon. I mean, remember that debate before he became president? I can't yeah. remember who it was with. John Kennedy. Yeah, well, he just looked. That's him. why he lost, right? Yeah. Wow. Anyhow, she hated liberals because they were communists, obviously. Wasn't too fond of teachers because they were too liberal. Uh, She liked lawyers because they're lawyers. Jesus. And that was her husband's. Um, She's wrong on everything. She thought the Supreme Court was too liberal. She thought the press was too powerful. Oh, my God. Universities were also too liberal. If this bitch. Can be lover. Yeah, why um, the hell do you like I her? I said I kind of like her. Yeah. Yeah. You're not allowed. She and had the cat, cat eye sunglasses, glasses. so therefore mom uh, doesn't yeah. like her. You know why? It's because your mom had cat eye sunglasses <laughs> at that time. I've seen pictures. That's why, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's she true. Did. You can be a bigot as long as you resemble my mother. It's <laughs> 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 Carrie's philosophy. It's Carrie's situational morality. <laughs> this is like when you went pro-pedophilia on that Oh, mom my podcast. God. I remember that. What? Carrie became pro-pedophilia. Carrie did not become pro-pedophilia. <laughs> uh, we will stand by the farm the podcast. Listen to the podcast. Listen Roll the tape. Episode. I can't remember. Kitchen table episode eleven. Was the kitchen table? Yeah, right. It was kitchen it was table. Podcast. Sorry, never mind. Promo. Go listen. <laughs> Go ahead. I said she wanted a woman to be appointed to the Supreme Court. She had courage and spunk. 
and no. Motsy. And the American, that's what the American public liked about her <laughs> and made her very popular, even with people who disagreed with her, like me. Uh, Why have I never heard of this bitch ever? That's I know. That's the whole I, point. I had never heard of her either. This bitch literally never popped up in conversation. She's a big, big name. In the for a very short period of for, time. Well, for most of the, of the first Nixon administration and, and into the second, she was... Um, in the That's a, a short bit. period of time. <laughs> Four or five years. <laughs> That's a short period of time. In and one poll at the time, she was voted one of the ten most admired women in the world. Damn. She was the second most requested speaker for Republican fundraisers. Wow. After wow. the first was Richard Nixon himself. <laughs> the most, um, the woman, Golda Meir. Ooh. Oh. Probably, maybe Eleanor. This is the late 60s. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Eleanor. Rip. If you mentioned Martha in a Martha. conversation in the early 70s, everyone knew who you're talking about. And it wasn't Washington. Martha Mitchell. Or Stewart. She, <laughs> it says she was the most famous cabinet wife in American history. That may be true. So. Who knows any cabinet wives? Okay, there you go then. Well, then yeah. Name one right now. She's, she's running Martha? unopposed. That no, in, in, in Trump administration. Name oh, cabinet no wife. fucking. I don't even know the cabinet. cabinet husband. <laughs> Ivanka. Cabinet. Mm-mm. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Jared I can't think of any. Yeah, I don't know. I can't either. Betsy DeVos's husband is a uh, douchebag. Oh, 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 Louise Lipton. Got, wait, is that, uh, is that yeah. Mnuchin's wife? Uh, mm-hmm. What's her name? Louise uh, oh, fucking Lipton, she, Linton, some stupid. Oh, yeah, I think it is Linton. She holds up dollar bills with, no, with a peak. Mm-hmm. With elbow length black gloves that cost like $600 and literally looking like a villain. Yeah. With an evil cru- face. Cruella de Vil. Cruella yeah. de Vil, like a young Cruella de Vil. Mm-hmm. But like not as pretty. Yeah. Yeah, probably a little serving looks. Super hot. Yeah, that two tone hair. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She was ahead of her time. True fashion diva. Ombre. Martha (laughs) liked to call reporters late at night. And do what? She just got her in trouble. Maybe after having a couple drinks. Frank called her. No, no, no. Uh -uh. No. Much worse from the Nixon point of view. She called just to chat. Uh oh. Talk about stuff. And she knew some shit. Oh, she spilled all the secrets. Her husband was the attorney general. Of for and Nixon. what turned out to be an extraordinarily corrupt administration doing terrible, terrible illegal things, and I like she it. knew about those things. But early on, Nixon and his staff they actually encouraged her really? doing this, yeah, because it made her popular, and it made you know I don't know it must have benefited them. Somehow. Maybe it threw suspicion. They believed that they were actually benefiting from her fame. Uh, maybe I because guess because people so. liked her. Yeah, people so, liked her, so that accrues to the overall yep. administration. Good yeah, optics. Yep. So this was from late '69. <laughs> That's the word they all use. Yeah. Yeah. Throw, like inside the Beltway <laughs> lingo here. Until June 17th, 1972. June 17th, 1972. I don't know why. Does, anybody, does anybody know what happened on that day? What was it? What was oh, that? Deep throat. Um, no, well, uh, before that. The movie, I don't know. the movie or the source? Nah. Boy, if you know. <laughs> Uh, this is the date that five Dallas. five <laughs> men were caught breaking into the Democratic okay, yes. headquarters in the Watergate complex in Washington, D.C. I discovered <laughs> Watergate in reading about this that John and Martha actually lived in the Watergate Hotel. Yeah. Ooh, that's yes. Jesus, yes. Sorry, hurt dogs. Never. Sorry, listeners. Or sorry, dogs, listeners. Or sorry, listeners, dogs. Mariah, I'm guessing because they had an apartment in New York City, I'm guessing they stayed at the Watergate when... They were in D.C. 
Coincidence? Mm-hmm. Not. Yes. It was a uh, very popular and upscale yes. hotel. Hotel. Wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't it real common for political people to stay there? Yes, I think makes so. sense. It was very well Say that. Located. Located. Oh. So her husband was obviously a central figure in the Watergate scandal. Uh-huh. <laughs> Are you okay? He's, yeah. He sat in on meetings where. Uh, this and other dirty tricks were planned. Martha already knew a lot of what was going on because not only did she have a big mouth, she had big ears. Whoa. Like physically, but also... She was a big-time snoop. Ooh, me too, Martha. (laughs) (laughs) What? Really? John would meet with co-conspirators in their apartment or in their home. What a dummy. And she would eavesdrop from the stairs. Me as how oh my gosh, she's a five year old. She was a five year old. John Mitchell. Yes. Fully no, is. I mean, you know, he, you know what your wife mm-hmm. is like. Yeah. When he talked on the phone, she would pick up an extension and listen. Oh well back because remember no you can see that. what you're doing. It was a good visual though. You guys don't really know what phones were like in Fucking the olden yes, days. I do. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That was that where, was that. Where you pick up the extension, you keep your finger on the on the hanger upper, and then you slowly see. lift it so it doesn't make noise. Sounds like someone's done that before. I've seen movies. Yeah, yeah, I've consumed enough media. We've seen Dal M for murder, but I guess they uh, had an extension in the bathroom. Friday, the original. That's where she would listen from the bathroom. Well, you need to. Uh, <laughs> In case she had to go potty. Jack is saying nonsensical things with like that. Jack's on some shit. Well, you need to. I mean, that's honestly not that surprising. I feel like that's a common thing for uh, people in power to do, to have like a way to be reached at any time in any room. Well, it's a it's a hotel thing. Lots of hotels yeah. would have yes, uh, telephones potty, in potty the bathroom. Toilet? Yeah. 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 Potty phones. Potty toilets. Potty toilets. Yeah. They have those too. I meant to say toilet phones, but then I decided to say no. potty instead and then the word toilet was still on. I mean, they had car phones. That's a phone shaped mm-hmm. like a toilet. Yes. Uh, when her husband would go to bed, She'd rifle through his briefcase. Jesus. <laughs> it's fun. And, it's not locked. And read his secret document. Yeah, he's an idiot. He eventually bought a briefcase that locked, but Martha was able to get into that one. She was <laughs> picking the body paint. She was sneaking. He just left the key on the she, bedside table. She probably did. So in June 1972, John and Mitchell took a little trippy to Southern California. What did I spell? John and Mitchell. John and Martha. Makes that work. Trippy. Went to SoCal. On political business, it was I, I, June seventy-two. I think it was fundraisers and stuff because you know. You might want to, so, so she had an established pattern, though. Uh, pattern, Rachel Pattern, that she would um, talk Snoop. to oh. major journalists mm-hmm. and and tell them all kinds of shit. Like Helen Thomas from UPI, who's one of the preeminent political journalists of her era. She was good friends with Helen Thomas. Yeah, and and so she was divulging secrets well before secrets. this whole Watergate. Was wrong with Nothing. It's okay. Keep Secrets. going. Secrets. It was she, a little Elma Fudd. Before she went on this trippy with her husband John, she was. She had the, you know, she had, they, so they knew the kind of person she was. She was, yes. I love it. I, if I were, mm. if I were a journalist back then, I would have her number on speed oh, okay. dial. Yeah. Every day past 5 p.m., I'd be like, how's your day, Martha? <laughs> they did it. What's up? So that she'd call like late at night and talk yeah. for hours. So like, yes. I need to sleep, but you know what? This is good information. Yeah. You gotta get that scoop. Yep. So yep. anyhow, they're having fun in SoCal. <laughs> when uh, what are they doing there? Trippy. 
I already told you. They didn't. Political stuff, fundraisers. Yeah. Yes, you did. Like who they hang out with? Oh, um, like uh, John Wayne, oh. Clint, Eastwood. Clint Eastwood, like yeah. the Republican celebrities yeah. of yeah. the time. There, and she Scott was like, Bio, Scott Bio. Well, <laughs> was what's his face? Uh, yes, uh, him too. Charlton Heston, probably, probably, yeah, He's likely. Yeah. Is he dead? Yes. yes. Right. So some some did pry the gun from his cold dead hands. Yeah. Ah, Maybe good. Shirley Temple. Fuck oh, Shirley Temple. Fuck you. Fuck your wow. crackers oh. in your soup. What? Okay, we don't like oh. her. I don't dislike Shirley Temple. Why? I don't know. Because <laughs> she wore cat eye sunglasses. <laughs> because she wore cat eye sunglasses. You know, I don't hate everybody who was a Republican, no, no, especially no, but back she in like, those days. Oh, wasn't she like a fake ambassador? She was. Yeah, no. she became ambassador to. She was an ambassador. I can't remember. No, I think because she was a Nixon supporter. It's safe to assume she was probably racist. Zero. Well, no, it's not. Yes, it actually probably is. Yeah. No, actually, it's not. Why? Because she used to dance she with danced the black, with black she was six. Yeah, uh, and they were nice what? to her. Okay. I, so I think she liked them. Infallible logic. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty thin Yeah. But I, it's not to say she was a racist. I assume you guys really do. I mean, you, it's you, you, know, you know lots of Republicans who you like and are good people. Okay, but now, now is very different from when she was a Alive. racist. No, actually, actually wasn't. Actually, it's probably worse now. Oh, there way worse now. Okay, yeah. okay, 2017. Yeah. Oh, wait, this is 2018. God damn it. Anyway, let's talk about Martha. <laughs> I just want to set up because it is interesting what they were doing there. They were hobnobbing with Mm -hmm. the uh, glitterati of the Republican life in Southern California. So John got a phone call telling him, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, break in at the Watergate Hotel. And he had to scoot back to Washington, D.C. Oh, he knew about the break-in. He was told. No, yeah, he found out about it. He was told told to leave in June. He probably didn't know about it ahead of time. It was really? like, it was not that high level. He may have. Oh, really? I don't know. I thought that was like a. Um, it was. It was the plumbers were a group yeah. from the from the community like the president and from within the White House that was meant to stop leaks. But they also had other groups doing dirty tricks. Oh, I see. This was the the committee to reelect the president. Creep, the aptly named. Creep, I know. Uh, hired people to. Uh, Margate, the idea just just for a quick history lesson because a lot of people may not maybe not know. It's true. It was to bug the Democratic National Committee headquarters in the Watergate Hotel, and they were able to listen in on all the conversations. To and they also had people go there and get their briefing books and their papers mm-hmm. and steal them and photocopy them and things like that. They had spies, mm-hmm. and so they were essentially stealing. It's like in football, you're stealing the plays of the opposing team. Mm-hmm. The papers. Uh. So okay, um, but when they were caught breaking in, what were they doing? Was that when they were bugging? Were they breaking in to bug or had they they already bugged? They were, I believe they were breaking in. I think there was a service. You know, I can't remember now. They may have been servicing the bugs that they already had. I can't remember exactly. Because they did get some, they had already bugged and were getting information. I thought they were doing the initial bugs, but I don't know why I think that. But but that's not from anything. They had sources of getting information already before that, though. They had spies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, some of the paperwork. Yeah, you'll find you, if you listen to Slow Burn, you'll learn more than Slow you learn from burn. us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So anyhow, so John Mitchell got the phone call. Hey, you better come back to DC. He didn't want Martha to come because you know she's Martha, and he wanted to keep it from her because one of the guys who had been arrested, he knew Martha knew him. James McCord. James McCord. He was an ex CIA agent who had done security for them. I think. And so he knew that she would recognize his face and his name. And if she saw his him on the news, she would put two and two together 
connect him to the Nixon um, committee to reelect yep. the president and, you know, he call done, a reporter. Yeah. <laughs> he had done security for the Republican mm. Party, for the committee to reelect like the president. So imagine, imagine that now. So someone who was a Trump security guy was caught breaking into the Democratic National Committee and bugging them. You have some explaining to do. They would, they would say, "Oh, we got nothing to do with us." But boy, they knew it was exploding. The White House knew immediately this was potentially explosive. Yes, they acted like it was no big deal. Yeah. but they knew immediately how how huge this could be. They were I neglected on the to inside. say, mm-hmm. John Mitchell had resigned as Attorney General, and yeah. at this time he was the head of the creep. Yes. Committee oh, to reelect the back to, yeah. I, I believe, being Nixon's campaign manager again for his reelection. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, well, so he wanted Martha to stay in California, so he just told her, "Why don't you stay here and rest and relax and have a good time?" And um, with John Wayne, and yeah. and left her with his briefcase. No, <laughs> a couple people to watch her, basically <laughs> keep an Fuck. eye on her. Oh uh, it was more than that. Keep she her away. Keep her away from the newspapers, that kind of thing. Don't and Martha is a little bit smarter than those handlers. He gave explicit orders: don't let her see a newspaper, mm-hmm. don't let her on the phone. I mean, he he told bodyguards to you know pretty much keep her under physical control. Imprisonment. I mean, it's bigger than you, you make it sound, Carrie. Well, just- I, I think at first he he wasn't saying keep her prisoner. No, no, I no, think no. he was hoping that she would stay busy and not. But and they would try sure, to keep stuff away from her. Make but, sure she sees no newspapers yes. and doesn't talk to me on the phone. That's that's pretty significant. But Martha saw a newspaper. Yes, she did. So she read about the burglary in the newspaper and frantically tried to call her husband, who frantically ignored her calls for three days. So, so she she found a, an issue of the LA Times, and on the front page of that was a picture of James McCord, who had just been caught as a body burglar. She sees that and goes... Hey, he did work for us. And I know he that guy. The party. I know him. Oops. And again, this is the connection that the Nixon administration wanted desperately yeah. to not be made by the by the media uh, because they all gave fake names and they had yes. fake IDs and all that kind of stuff. And Martha wasn't dumb. She it wasn't just oh hey I know him. I mean you know she started putting two and two together. I think pretty quick. She is. <laughs> um, she got so pissed off at her husband. <laughs> for ignoring her calls for three days. She finally made one last call and left a message with an underling to tell her husband that, number one, she was going to leave him unless he got out of politics right now because she knew that there was dirty stuff going on. And number two, that her next call was going to be to UPI reporter Helen Thomas. <laughs> so, of course, imagine if you were that underling. You take that message and you hang up and you immediately run to John Mitchell, who then called his buddies who were watching his wife in Los was Angeles. Uh, was it LA? It might have been you know desert. They hung out in the Palm Springs area. But I, but I kept reading that she was, that she was talking to... A reporter in Newport. Oh, that's County. Oh, yeah, yeah. it might have. John so, Wayne lived in Yeah, County it might have and, been Newport uh, Beach fundraiser and stuff like had, that. Had the Western White House in San Clemente. So. Yeah. This so, is local California talk. Could have we'll been be South, here for a minute. South Orange <laughs> County. <laughs> it's true. So, I don't know. Does it, is it feasible that Helen Thomas was, for some reason, in Newport I'm Beach, I'm sure California? she was calling her in Washington, D.C. They kept saying she was... Oh, maybe they were saying she was calling from Newport, I thought. Yeah. Probably. Okay, so anyhow... So, her threatening to call Helen Thomas got her husband's attention. Not the divorce? 
Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I'm sure he was way more worried about the calls to the reporter. So, you know, because how could they pretend? Because their thing was just it was a third rate burglary of the Watergate Um, Hotel. Nothing to do with us. But if Martha started spilling the beans to reporters, their their whole plan was going to be foiled. So someone, in quotes, made a quick call to California. Moments later, a Nixon staffer burst into Martha's room. She's literally on the phone talking to Helen Thomas and rips the phone out of the wall. Because in those days, you can't just unplug phones. you got to actually rip them out of the wall. And um, I know how phones work. Yeah, many people don't, Jack. Yeah, Jack. Those are the old-fashioned kind. They can look it up. Many people know what old phones. Yeah, we've seen movies. Everyone. <laughs> but yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's not. Stop attacking your mother. Stop patronizing me. <laughs> I don't know why. I okay, these are things that didn't a, exist but... in your lifetime. So doesn't mean we can't comprehend what they were. Oh, but we're it, stop. But... T- start talking about the name Ryan again. Let's yeah. Just... Okay. That anyhow, there's only four letters. So, a few other people burst into the room with the person that ripped the phone out of the wall, and they held her down. Oh, my God. Remember, this is the attorney general, the former attorney general, and now campaign manager of Richard Nixon's wife. Who who was famous in the whole country. I mean, everybody knew who she was. Oh, this is funny as hell. How has this not been a movie? Exactly. Well... if it, it's yeah. possible that it has. Well, yo. Although I don't know if it's been a movie. I, I think they've, not, they've nothing major. Plays. I think they've made oh, plays really? about it. But Laura. I don't think Laura. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see. It. So Laura anyhow, was too small. Okay. Something like five men held her down on a bed while they injected her with tranquilizer. Whoa. They shot her ass. Oh. That's a little extreme. Here's her quote. They pulled down my pants and shot me in the behind. <laughs> Why are they going to do it in such a violating way? And it's easiest in the muscle mass of the. Yes. Well, yeah, I guess. And it would hurt less to like. Yeah, you have arm to, or something like that. I can, guess, but how about don't inject me, bitch? But as That's, one might suspect, sedating Martha was only a temporary solution. Mm-hmm. No shit, because sedating someone is temporary. But they couldn't. Thanks keep, for that anesthesiologist, Emma. Thanks. But also, they couldn't keep her quiet forever. Was my point yes. about that. Yeah, no, but <laughs> they began. You could have just taken this in an They began leaking stories to undermine her credibility. Yeah. About what? She was an alcoholic. She was a little bit crazy. So there there we all. Oh, wait, didn't they? Didn't they actually? How long did they actually physically contain her? They shot her up, and then I thought they also like sat in her for several a, days. Day, several days. Yeah. So, so you're leaving a good part out. So, so for three days, they drug the wife of the campaign manager of the Nixon of Nixon campaign, and then and for three days, they did essentially kidnap her and wow. keep her hostage in a hotel in in Orange County, I guess. Yeah, probably. Uh, so she couldn't contact. Reporters, the, the reporter friends, <laughs> or talk to anyone. Yeah, I think she was, she was. I think she was a little beat up too. She Whoa, said, and, yeah. and they roughed her up. Yeah, she said she was bruised, and yeah. Well, Wait. I mean, if you're held down by four Secret yes. Service as men, I don't think they're Secret Service. I think they're I campaign know. aides. Yeah, they but weren't our Secret bodyguard, Service. Yeah. security guys, right? Still, yeah, still large. And how old was she? Fifty-one. Yeah, yeah. maybe. No, my announcer's older than that. Whatever. No, oh, that's true. Fifty-three, maybe. 53, 54, she in the 50s. So anyhow, so they started leaking stories to undermine her, say that she was an alcoholic. She did like to drink a bit, but... Literally did everyone else did, um, so... That she was mentally ill. Is that why you like her? And she wasn't. And and that she was kind of like an airhead, and she didn't really know anything, and she didn't know what she was talking about. And that that strategy actually worked. Boo. Nobody took her seriously. Yeah. 
And she, you know, tried telling her story, but people didn't believe her. Why? I hate people. Mm-hmm. So, so again, imagine <laughs> the uh, Attorney General's slash campaign manager's wife is now being smeared in the media for being an unstable, mentally ill alcoholic. Can't imagine. I mean, that's, that's nuts. But her story probably did sound nuts, too. It, I mean, really? Even now, yes. that sounds a little uh, crazy. J- James, well, okay. Oh, the part about being kidnapped. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yes. That does sound a little nuts. Yes. And that's what they were using to, to portray her as a little bit nutsy cuckoo alcoholic. <laughs> oh, my and God. Nutsy cuckoo alcoholic. So, as we know, the Watergate cover up didn't work. Nope. Took a long time, though. It took two years. Yep. Really fully yep. They pretty much set up her husband, John Mitchell, as the scapegoat. He's, to this day, the highest-ranking government official to serve prison time. One of the scapegoats. John Dean was a scapegoat. There were a few scapegoats. But Mitchell was the highest-ranking scapegoat. Yes. Scapegoat. The and I think general. he did the most time. Ooh. I believe. Don't do the crime. You can't do the time. Beretta. Yep. For Agnew also did time, but not, not for, for Watergate. Not, yeah. He did it for crimes as government in Maryland. So... During all of this, Martha turned on Nixon with a vengeance. Wasn't so sexy anymore. Nope, she didn't like him anymore. She would tell reporters that that the cover up and the scandal went all the way up to Nixon. Did you do that in the Southern accent? No, the scandal and the cover. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and she would, you know, call reporters, you know, at midnight and say, you know, call for Nixon's re- resignation. Well, but, she got it. But remember, she's an alcoholic and unstable yes. at this point. And. She's calling up reporters saying she thinks Richard Nixon should resign. At the same time, her husband is trying to protect Richard Nixon. So she's completely going against what her husband's working very hard to do. And so as one might suspect, it put a little bit of a strain on their marriage. It did. People have to people forget that the early stages of the Watergate story was were mostly ignored by the American public. That the the Watergate as a scandal was became, became a scandal in June of 1972, it had virtually no effect on American public opinion until after the election, mm-hmm. until really 19, early 1973, sort of gaining some, some traction. So when she's saying these things, America is like, young, we don't care. Yeah. It's not that big a deal. They hadn't connected the dots to how serious it was yet. Finally, in September of 1973, good old John Mitchell left Martha and filed for divorce. I think they were just on opposite sides of the issue the and irreconcilable and differences. he couldn't handle it anymore he said craziness but but he really did love her i believe but so anyhow i don't think he was the greatest guy i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> well when you order your wife to be shot up with fucking ketamine for five days <laughs> not a good but, thing but so not only did he leave her they had a like a 12 year old daughter and so named martha yeah marty was what they called oh. her but so oh, not only did about the kid. did he leave her and file for divorce, but he left her with zero financial wow. mean, which is weird. But it's 1973, so these things were possible, I guess, at the time. And so yeah, kind ask of my mom. People got turned against her because literally they were portraying her as this horrible mother, alcoholic, crazy woman who didn't take care of her children too, because they would put in stories like that i read some story about like she let her son's teeth rot out of his head which you know probably wasn't true what the fuck? and so she got a job as a tv show host to try to support herself she was a special guest host for some 
television program called Panorama. Oh. This uh, job lasted one week. What? Did she just <laughs> tune me? This was in April of 1974. Is it a game I, show? No, I don't know Damn what it. kind of show it was. She just called her a host. It didn't work out. Pan- a host. Panorama, a, host. a television show host. So... On April 27th, the show or the station aired the best of the week's interviews as Panorama Presents the Best of Mar- Martha Mitchell. And that she did it for one week. <laughs> that was it. Uh, our cat's going a little bit crazy because he has a cone on. <laughs> so in case you hear strange noises, it's probably that. Or the bevy of fucking car alarms that have been going off in this neighborhood lately. <laughs> if you listen to this and you live in this neighborhood, <laughs> yeah, super fix your car alarm. God damn. PSA from Jack. Yep. So. Rant corner. John Mitchell never saw or spoke to Martha again. Wow. Well. What about his daughter? Sick. He. High school graduation. That's it. <laughs> no, he kept a, He still had a relationship with his daughter. Martha Mitchell did not. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Daughter? She How became a straight 12. About? Oh my gosh. I know. Very sad. Um, because, you know, obviously John Mitchell blamed Martha for his problems. Uh, really? Dummy. Fuck off. And, um, but kind of the daughter did too. Wow. Yeah. So, Screw Marty. When he was sentenced to prison, he went to prison in, in 1975. Oh, for like 19 months. Was she baby. still on his side then? Yes. Probably. Yeah. And it was her mom's fault. Here's a quote from John Mitchell. It could have been worse. They could have sentenced me to spend the rest of my life with Martha Mitchell. Wow. Yeah. That's that's not a nice thing to say about your ex-wife in public. So, you know, all of this put a strain on Martha. And then she got very ill. And in October 1975, she was diagnosed with an incurable form of bone marrow cancer. Oh, that's not good. And she died. She she suspected that the shot they gave her in California could possibly have contributed to her illness. So they gave her cancer. Yes. Probably. I buy it, personally. No. So she died in May of 1976. They had her funeral in Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Her children did attend. How many kids did she have? Two. Two. Remember Jay with her first son, with her first uh, husband? The third. And, well, not the third or whatever. And then Marty. Mm-hmm. But they entered late, you know, during, in the middle of the funeral, through a side door with her first husband, Jay's father. And um, there was a, a big, I think, a carnation or something. Or no, yeah. white chrysanthemums, sorry. A big floral arrangement spelling out yeah. the words, Martha was right. Oh, right. shit. And nobody ever knew who sent them. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Helen Thomas. I'm going to go with Richard Oh, that's Nixon. a good one. I like Potter that. <laughs> now, <laughs> in the movie... It's going to be Helen Thomas. Yeah, it's going to be Helen. Maybe it was Julie Nixon Eisenhower. No, somebody played by Jessica Chastain. Yes, as long as Jessica Chastain. <laughs> Jessica Chastain can just take, do some old makeup and, and play Martha. So here's a little interesting tidbit. So that's the end of poor Martha's life. So isn't she a little bit of a sympathetic character, you guys? Yeah. Yeah. In, yeah. in some ways. I don't yeah. believe you. Not a great person, but yeah. Anyhow. Trade-offs. Um, this is yeah. super interesting. Martha Mitchell lives on. There is a... A psychological or a psychiatric thing called the Martha Mitchell effect. What is it? And it's when um, somebody who has been um, dubbed or who has been... um, Paranoid. Yeah. They're... So you thought that they're saying crazy stuff. They're and paranoid delusional. And, and delusional. 
with crazy stories like, you know, people are drugging me and holding me political prisoner against my will. Except they kind of did and yeah, given and her it's cancer. True. And it's true. Yes. Oh, that's the, I see. That's, that's the Martha Mitchell effect. effect. She may be the only sufferer of the Martha Mitchell, <laughs> Mitchell effect ever. It's when someone is mistakenly diagnosed as delusional only for it to be revealed later that their delusions were actually true. That's not so, true. So here it is, it's Martha. One. Name one other. I can't name them, but that doesn't mean they aren't a thing. In movies, they are. Yeah, but that's about it. Life. Her life has been dramatized in two plays dirty tricks is one and this is martha speaking is the other one huh. but i think it needs to be made into a movie you yeah you see those plays in the high school repertoire no. i wonder why <laughs> emma get on that yeah. okay um i also found a song about martha mitchell martha. and Sing it? it's called no. called martha the mouth from 1982, I think it's a British band called Captain Sensible. Jesus. <laughs> we'll, we'll play a little snippet of it. It's not okay. a bad song. I kind of like it. Are we going to have the mm. rights? Well, snippet. Can play less than 15 seconds. I don't go. think Captain Sensible will care, they to be yeah. honest. They're with us. How do you they're, know? They're fans. Not if it's Radiohead. Sure. So, anyhow, I kind of liked her, but I did find a little snippet from an interview of an author. I think he was writing about um, Watergate. And he said that Martha Mitchell's first husband, and this is, I don't know when this uh, article or when this interview was, but the husband was still alive. The first husband was still alive. And he said that she was mean-spirited, who used to talk down to help and that sort of thing, which isn't really Still like her? Uh Uh-uh. And she had drinking problems and, you know, that kind of stuff. But And that she cracked at the end. She cracked. Yes. So maybe she didn't suffer from Martha Mitchell syndrome completely. I mean, she yeah, clearly she wasn't. Did. I mean, it happened to her. Yeah, no, it did happen her. to her. It did happen to her. But she was still a little bit. She sounded like she was a little bit bad. But also, uh, she was married to one of the dirtiest, meanest men in political history. That's true. So. Who's the Roger Ailes of his time? Uh, Who's that? You don't want to know. Yeah. But she did say, you know, she gave him the ultimatum and said if he didn't get out of politics, she was going to leave him. And she said, I know dirty things. I saw dirty things. Whoa. She said, bye. Mm-hmm. Dirty things. So, um, oh, here's her thing. They threw me down on a bed, five men, and stuck a needle in my behind. A, doc- behind. a doctor stitched my fingers after the battle with five guards. Stitched? Yes. Like she had injuries yes. that required stitches? On a finger. Yeah. And she had bru- said she had bruises on her arms and thighs. So that's what I was talking about. They were not nice to her at all. No, they weren't. So that's about it. Well, you know what, Martha? Martha. You needed to write an autobiography, but you're dead now. Well, she she actually was going to... She had started writing a book, but she didn't trust publishers and stuff. And she didn't trust anybody to, like, help her write the book. So she started writing it, but she wouldn't, like, make a deal with anybody because she didn't, mm. like, publishers because she didn't trust them. Self-publish. And, and so, obviously, she never finished it because she died first. But she had a friend who she was talking to about writing, helping her write her book. And she said it wouldn't have been truthful because she didn't want her drinking mentioned in her book. LOL. Well, sorry. And she once told this friend of hers who was a journalist, I don't want any goddamn curse words in my book. Girl, if that ain't <laughs> irony. So anyhow. Sing a latest more said now. Uh, <laughs> yes. So that's the story of Martha Mitchell, the map Martha. of the South. Damn. 
And I just love the fact that she was calling reporters, blabbing about why. That's my favorite thing uh, ever. We need someone like that in the Trump administration. Why doesn't Melania do that? I know. What the fuck, uh, Melania? Come on, Come on, Melania. Get on it. You can be anonymous if you want, but I um, no. I texted my mom last night to ask her if she remembered Martha Mitchell, and she said yes. Good. That she remembered her. Yeah, she was a she was a pretty big celebrity didn't for it, those three, four, five years. Someone know? Didn't I read the text? Didn't someone like know her? Yeah, you read your mom's text. Someone, yeah. someone knew her. her. Mom someone had me. Her. She was driving, so she had me read her oh, the text. Okay. Yeah, my aunt. Years and years later, my aunt had a neighbor who was the divorce. She had been married to an attorney who was. Somehow involved in the whole thing. I don't know. Who. Is two upturned hands going up and down. <laughs> That's how she signifies fire. degrees of separation. I don't know Got whose it. attorney he was. My mom didn't even remember the woman's name, but could, because she was quite older by the time my mom met her, but she said she was like you know a, a proper lady who would al- always wore pearls and stuff, and and she said it was. Her, her recollections from the time, because I guess she told my mom some stories, were that it was a very scary time. Well, it probably was. I wasn't There's there. This one. True. So, thank you, Carrie, for You're that welcome, rendition Dean. of the Martha Mitchell story. Soon to be a major motion picture starring either Laura Dern or Jessica Chastain. Or Emma Worley as Martha Mitchell. No, that's total Oscar bait, though. You need to play someone older than yourself. Yeah. That's yeah. how you get the Oscar. Yeah, that much older than well, then you're a shoe in. You can be the young Martha Mitchell. Okay. And if you play a mentally disabled, then you're a double shoe in. Oh, and Jessica Chastain can play the older Martha Mitchell. Boom. Oh, you look alike at all. Yeah, I think it will work. Okay, well, Carrie, tell them where to find us. Ah. Uh-huh. On the internet. Okay. That's all you get. Don't people know by now? No. Um, Facebook, Weird World Podcast, and Twitter, Weird World Pod. Yes. And Instagram as well. I'm a little neglectful of Instagram. Yeah, you are. To be honest. Yes, Gary. I'm twittering. Okay. I said that. Everyone is. Instagram kind of sucks. Wow. They have the worst algorithm ever. (laughs) Show you things in chronological order. It's the worst. And now they're going to start showing you things of people you don't even fucking follow. Damn. Bye, Instagram. There's a reason I haven't posted since 2014. Wow. Hair loss. Okay. Well, anyway, if you you do like Instagram, please. Yeah, follow us on there, though. Follow us on Instagram. And um, that's it. Until next week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.